We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Oh, Diallo elevates and detonates over Chris. SJ from the wing drives and somehow spun it home. Launches it to shoot shooter, catches and scores. What is up? Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. Oklahoma City beats the New Orleans Pelicans one twenty-three to one eighteen. It is the eighth straight road win for Oklahoma City, which ties a franchise record. Well, how about that? Before we dive in, I want to let you know we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out other great Blue Wire podcasts. They have everything from NBA to NFL to niche sports and esports and wrestling and soccer and everything in between. Lots of good stuff, so be sure to check them out. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. It helps more people find us, which helps us continue uh, to create great stuff for you. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore uncontested and Facebook at the uncontested podcast. So tonight, OKC 3-0 against New Orleans coming into tonight. They had lost their last two games, however, And they had only had one three-game losing streak this season all the way back in November. So it felt like a game that Oklahoma City needed to win last game before All-Star break. If you remember, last year, Oklahoma City and New Orleans also played the last game before All-Star break. And in that game, Oklahoma City kind of had an inexplicable loss. And if you'll recall, after All-Star break, the Thunder just never looked the same. You could kind of point to that game as maybe the the beginning of the, the landslide for the Thunder. That was not the case tonight. Like I mentioned, Oklahoma City wins by five. 
What's significant about tonight's win, Oklahoma City is now 33-22 and 22 on the season heading into All-Star break. Let me say that one more time. 33 wins, 22 losses. For reference, ESPN predicted Oklahoma City would win 33 games this entire season. Many other sportsbooks had them at even less than that. But instead, Oklahoma City is staring at a solo grasp on the sixth seed in the West. They're eight and a half games up on the nine seed. And on the flip side, they're only five back of the two seeds. So somehow the Thunder, uh, with what they gave up this offseason, are closer to the two seed than they are the nine seed, which is just insane. Uh, This is kind of the point where Oklahoma City's officially surpassed all preseason kind of win projections. And we've been hinting at it, talking about it, alluding to it, talking about it coming, but it's finally happened. Oklahoma City has won more games than anybody thought they would this season. Uh, It's awesome. Now, granted, a lot of those win totals, to be fair, uh, really took into account Oklahoma City trading away guys. We know that that didn't happen. They stood pat at the trade deadline. But I think even without that, this team has just been so unexpectedly fun and so much more exciting and competitive than anybody thought they would be. That now Oklahoma City's sixteen in the West, and I don't know which one of those top teams really wants to face the Thunder. I don't think anybody would be looking forward to that matchup compared to, say, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I think teams, as the season starts to wrap up, teams are going to be jockeying for position to try and avoid the Thunder, if I had to guess. Uh, This game was an up-and-down game. It was a bit of a strange game. I want to go through some themes, but I would be remiss if we did not start with the greatest play of the night, maybe the greatest play of the season, the play that set the internet on fire, Uh, Steven Adams, right before halftime, hit his first career three-pointer from like a good eight feet behind the half-court line uh, and did it with ease. He inbounded the ball, immediately ran and received the pass back. I think it was from Schroeder. And just kind of flick of the wrist with one hand, threw it like a football, and drained it. Just absolutely drained it. And then proceeded to treat the world to a Steven Adams shimmy which is not something I ever knew I needed until tonight. Uh, It was an awesome, awesome moment for Steven. Huge smile on his face as they went into halftime, as they ran back into the tunnel. Uh, It's awesome because we've seen his passing ability. Uh, Jacob likes to joke that Steven Adams is a a better quarterback in the state of Oklahoma than Jalen Hurts was. Um, but we've seen his football passes. He had that incredible pass to Schroeder earlier in the year uh, that that Schroeder was able to turn into a layup. Uh, he he has an incredible accuracy with his arm, but we've never seen it on a shot like this. Somebody uh, sent to Worldwide Wob on Twitter a clip from, I forget what game it was, uh, a recent game where Adams attempted a buzzer beater shot a little bit closer than this one was. But he, he shot it like a normal shot, and Chris Paul immediately talked to him and was saying, you got to throw it like a football man, and showing him, like kind of throwing his arm like Adams throws those football-style passes. And so to see that kind of get the payoff tonight by him making that shot, that was an awesome moment. Uh, super cool. What a way to get your first career three. Uh, the internet blew up. We tweeted a GIF. Everyone's tweeting videos. Worldwide Wob said that uh, now that he's made a three, it's not Steven Adams, it's Stefan Adams from now on. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, 
talked about he's never seen somebody throw up a shot from that far away and appear to exert such little effort. Uh, so incredible, awesome moment for Adams. Uh, but beyond that, one of the things that stuck out to me in the first half of tonight's game was the free throw attempts for Nola. Uh, just kind of an out of control whistle in the first half. Uh, Schroeder got called for one of the weakest flagrants I think I've ever seen. Zion got uh, drew a foul call for just kind of losing the ball out of bounds. That happened a few times. Uh, that that dude may already be getting superstar calls uh, <laughs> just like a few weeks into his career, which is wild. But the whistle was definitely in favor of Nola. Uh, 20 free throw attempts in the first half. They get 27 in the game. Uh, they shoot 20 of 27 from the free throw line. Oklahoma City, 18 of 22. The gap narrowed at the end because Nola was fouling and, and trying to you know play the game late, trying to stop the clock and hope OKC misses a free throw. But really, the whistle was heavily in Nola's favor, and that really kind of kept them in it in the first half because they weren't playing incredibly well. J.J. Redick was really struggling, um, and Oklahoma City should have had an opportunity to ha- have a larger lead than they did at halftime. But then, uh, as so often it does, uh, the third quarter happened. And I think everybody understands what a Thunder third quarter is and what it is like and what we have seen out of this team so many times this season. I don't have an explanation for it, but tonight it reared its head again. Oklahoma City came out flat to start the third quarter, really undoing any goodwill that they had built up to end the first half. Uh, Nola comes out quickly, regains the lead. Uh, Oklahoma City looked disjointed. They looked uninterested. They looked like they might be coasting a little bit. I don't know what happens in the locker room at halftime, but it wasn't good. But lo and behold, uh, who comes to the rescue? Then none other than Lugan Stort and Mike Muscala. Now, if you had told me in the summer, or even maybe like two months ago, that there would be a game in which I said the Oklahoma City Thunders uh, momentum really shifted after Lou Dort and Mike Muscala came into the game. I would have thought you were joking, but really they did. They came in, they brought much needed spark, but it wasn't just like the kind of minutes you get from guys that they come in and they're energetic and they're just kind of flying around. Like they provided meaningful plays. Mike Muscala in particular made some really nice plays for the thunder. It was interesting. Adams uh, had to sit. I believe he had had four fouls and went to the bench to sit. And instead of uh, Noel coming in, Muscala came in. I don't know what exactly led to that. Noel didn't play great tonight. 11 minutes, two points, three rebounds. But I also didn't think he played that bad to kind of warrant not coming out there when Adams went to sit. I don't know if it was a matchup thing. The Thunder were getting abused by Zion on the inside, and maybe Noel was struggling. I didn't really pick up on the specifics, but regardless... Muscala came in, uh, he got 10 quick points, 10 points in nine minutes tonight, four of four shooting two of two from three and was just all over the place. Um, he was making the smart play. He was hitting his open shots. He was getting baskets at a time when the thunder were not doing so very well. Uh, I believe they had eight points over halfway into the third quarter, which is impressive considering they ended that quarter with 32 points. Uh, so from, from that point, they really turned it around. Dort came in also, like I mentioned, he got seven points, uh, two of six shooting, one of three from three. But really, as we know, the story with Dort is his defense. 
uh, its ability to you know dive for loose balls, save loose balls, make the hustle plays. Dort continued to Dort as he so often does. Uh, it was an impressive performance from those two, and something that was necessary for the Thunder to kind of turn around this game and get some momentum back. And in, in a chance where it really could have slipped away, uh, like I mentioned, Zion was feasting. JJ Redick remembered how to shoot the basketball like JJ Redick does. Uh, all the momentum was in the Pelicans' favor, if not for those two guys. But maybe the most impressive uh, stat line of tonight and the MVP of the game, uh, we're going to call this our betonline.ag line of the night. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. So let's talk about that line of the night. With Danilo Gallinari scored 29 points. 29 points, 12 of 18 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 2 rebounds, 1 assist for good measure. 29 points, Gallo was a walking bucket. He came in and took over this game. It was impressive. Uh, The second half, particularly, Gallo was just on fire. I mean, that guy, I think he is one of the most underrated players in this league. Definitely one of the most underrated scorers in this league. Uh, I think he he scores so effortlessly and so quietly that not a lot of guys can do that in the league. I think um, you compare him to a guy like Tobias Harris, who often gets uh, praised in much much loftier ways than Gallinari does. I said last year that, or maybe this summer, that I thought Gallinari was a better player than Tobias Harris. Uh, it was just injuries had kind of hampered that, and I think. I stand by that. I think we're still seeing that from Gallinari. Um, Really balanced night, 14 points in the first half, 15 in the second half. Really came on late and took over uh, some really big threes, really nice moves in the paint. He finished strong. Um, He even, it looked like he he thought about taking a charge from Zion at one point, which he he came to his senses and did not do that. Um, But... Really, really nice game from Gallinari. It has been a blast to watch him on the Thunder. I thought for sure, especially when the wash bombs started flying, that he was going to get traded. But I'm glad that he didn't because I like watching him play basketball for the Thunder. And I'm excited to see what he can do with this team as they make a push towards the playoffs. So that is Gallinari, our betonline.ag line of the night. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. I mentioned Adams before looking at his line now. He finished with a double-double, his second straight, 11 points and 11 rebounds. Chris Paul, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, a near triple-double for Chris Paul. Once again, Chris Paul is a, a maestro. He really orchestrates the game. He has such a high basketball IQ. Uh, Nothing but good things to say about Chris Paul. SGA, 17 points, three rebounds, seven assists. Another great night from Shea. Uh, His craftiness just continues to make my jaw drop every night. Uh, I don't know who coined the nickname, but I'm very fond of the nickname Shea Butter because that boy is so smooth. Uh, Silky smooth Shea Butter. His cuts to the rim, his finishes, his finger rolls, always amazing. Uh, Tonight was no exception. On the flip side, I want to talk a little bit about Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, 22 points on 7 of 16 shooting, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 
Um, on the flip side, Schroeder was a minus nine on the floor. And I know you can't always, you know, take away plus, single game plus minuses. Schroeder in the second half specifically really felt like he struggled. A lot of kind of bad drives to the rim, bad passes, uh, really sloppy moments and some frustration actions out of him. Uh, I kind of wanted to see him get pulled, uh, sit down for a little minute, uh, just kind of regroup. I think he, he, he fixed it and cleaned it up a little bit there at the very end. You know, he took some of the free throws late, which is always a nice way to kind of reset yourself, rebalance yourself. But I thought Schroeder was pressing a little bit tonight. Uh, not a great second half from him. He was pretty solid in the first half, but the second half in particular was just a little bit sloppy. Similarly, uh, in the, I guess, the stock down category for the Thunder tonight, you got to put Terrence Ferguson. Um, Ferguson hit a three, which was awesome. It was great. I hope he continues to do that, continues to shoot them, and shoot them confidently because he this guy just needs confidence. Uh, he has the ability. We've seen it. We've seen it out of him this season, but he doesn't have the confidence right now. And if he doesn't have the confidence, then he can't play to the best of his ability. That one three that he hit looked great. But then a few minutes later, he got the ball in a pretty good position and kicked it right back out. Honestly, kind of looked like me playing YMCA ball where the second I got the ball, I'm just looking for somebody else to give the ball to. I'm not really looking at my options. I'm not really trying to get to the basket but I'm just uh, trying to get rid of the ball and give it to somebody else. That's how it feels watching Terrence Ferguson play. Dort continues to start over him. Dort continues to get more minutes. 23 minutes for Dort tonight, 20 for Ferguson. I hope he can find his rhythm back, but right now uh, it's been a rough go for Ferguson getting reacclimated. Hervey Burton Diallo, DMPs tonight. Uh, Diallo just continues to kind of get squeezed out of the rotation. I, I don't know necessarily what's going on there, but I think just the way the other guys are playing, uh, it's not his moment. I don't think this means he's out permanently. Uh, Billy seems to kind of rotate guys and kind of give different people chances, different moments, but every game we get closer to the playoffs and Diallo continues to not get a lot of minutes. I think that's probably something we'll see continue for the Pelicans tonight. We have to acknowledge Zion, uh, fat Julius Randall as Kamiar likes to call him. Um, he, he actually submitted a Twitter question. Uh, I'm sure you, you all are surprised if you listen to our pod. Uh, Kamiar asks, why is Zion a fat Julius Randall? Um, well tonight I would say he was a little better than a fat Julius Randall. Zion was pretty solid tonight, set a new career high. Uh, he finishes with 32 points, six rebounds, uh, 11 of 19 shooting. A lot of that work was done at the free throw line. 10 of 13 from the free throw line for Zion tonight. But really, he just, I mean, he's everywhere. His athleticism is just off the charts. And that's not news to anybody. Uh, but seeing it in person, kind of getting to watch a full game of his, uh, was it's impressive. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that can guard him. And you saw that with the Thunder tonight. The beginning of the game, they had Gallo on him. They put Adams on him. They put Muscala on him. I think everybody kind of got a crack at him at different points, and nobody can really stop him. Uh, you can just kind of hope to slow him down. So I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, that's probably the softest take <laughs> that I can give. But uh, he's he's an impressive player for sure. Before we go any further, I want to give you a brief message from our friends at Untuck It. 
If you ever see a guy wearing an untucked button down, it doesn't look good. It looks kind of sloppy, uh, and it's because it wasn't meant to be worn that way, which is why there's Untuck It. It's the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at that perfect untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. I'm super tall, kind of lanky. It's tough for me to find dress shirts that fit really well. Oftentimes, if it's long enough, it's too wide. And if it's the right uh, width, then it's way too short and I'm showing some midriff, which is not really the look I'm going for. I don't have that problem with Untuck It. From wrinkle-free button-downs to super soft flannels, outerwear, more, you can find the fit style that is right for you. And if you're in Oklahoma City, there is a shiny new Untuck It store at Penn Square Mall, so you should go check that out. And if you're not, their website's super easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com, use code BLUE, for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com. Promo code BLUE for 20% off. I want to now jump into some Twitter questions. We always ask. You guys always deliver. If you're not sending in Twitter questions and you're listening to this right now, what are you doing? Go follow us on Twitter. Send in Twitter questions. We love answering them. You guys always come up with some good stuff, some weird stuff. I'm here for all of it. We're going to answer some of that stuff right now. Let's start with at Hunter Harjo 7 who asks, who's leading in the MVP race? Mike Mascala, Mikey Buckets, or Danilo Gallinari? Obviously, uh, the answer is both. Uh, those two were huge, important pieces for the Thunder tonight. In all seriousness, Gallo, like I mentioned, incredible scorer, super underrated. Muscala was clutch. Uh, it's great to see him kind of have have a really impactful performance like he did tonight. I think he's he's had a few kind of flat games where his impact wasn't super strong, but I thought tonight he really showed his value, and he showed why. Presti flew up and and recruited him to come down to the Thunder. He has that ability to come in and be a spark for a team, and we saw that tonight, and it was super encouraging to see. At Simon Diamond 20 asks, is Steven's first three the best first three ever in the NBA? I probably couldn't tell you most players' first threes, but I, it's hard to imagine a scenario where there's many better than what we saw from Steven. Uh, the strut, the flick of the wrist, the shimmy, uh, every part of it was incredible. I think I saw it was, I believe it was Eric G on Twitter said it was the second longest made basket in distance in the NBA this season. So all those factors, that that's a pretty tough uh, stack of credentials to overcome. So I'm, I'm going to say yes, that is the best first made three in NBA history. At John Edwin 755 asks, if Gallinari were a Thunder player last year, how far does that team go in the playoffs? He is so good. Man, we were talking about this in our uncontested slack tonight. It is a cruel shame that we didn't get to see Gallinari on the on a previous iteration of the Thunder. I think the spacing that he could have provided alongside Russell Westbrook would have been incredible. I think the, the ability to take some of that scoring pressure off Russ and PG last year 
would have been huge. I think he he would have been a massive upgrade over the year that they had Carmelo Anthony at that spot. I just imagine that team with Gallinari instead of Carmelo. Um, God, that like almost makes me angry thinking about it. Would have been fantastic. Uh, if oh, I'm probably going to go to bed tonight and dream about it uh, because that's the only place that it'll be a reality. I'll tell you what doesn't happen last year. I don't think the Thunder lose to the Trailblazers if Gallinari is on that team. But, the, but then again, um, Dame and CJ were just nuclear, so it may not have mattered. But regardless, I think the team probably would have been better in the regular season had they had Gallo, so maybe they're not even in that matchup. At Weekend at Brody's asks, Dort's going to get a contract extension now, right? I mean, he has been outstanding. Dort has been outstanding. Uh, shameless plug, go buy a shirt. Lutang, Lutang Clan, as we like to call him. Uh, Dort's been awesome. We have shirts at de- designtree.com, dsgntree.com slash media. Go look up the Lutang shirt. Everybody's got one. John Ham rocks one. Uh, lots of other people picked one up. Carmier's got a hoodie. He sends me bathroom selfies of himself in his Lutang hoodie. It's fantastic. Uh, you should go check that out. But back to Dort. Um, Dort's been great. I think he has firmly kind of placed himself in that starting role, at least until Ferguson can hopefully turn things around. Uh, but I think Dort has clearly been better as of late. Super impressive for an undrafted rookie. Super impressive for a two-way guy. I think that contract has to be coming. Uh, last year, I believe it was sometime early March that Burton got his full-time contract. I would expect something similar out of Dort. They're probably just going to use up you know all the all the days and hours that they get from the two-way deal before they sign him because why not? Uh, Nick actually had a great piece. Go check it out at Crane NBA. Uh, he had a great piece in Forbes today talking about uh, Dort getting a full-time contract exactly on the subject that you guys should go read. At Zowific asks, why do you think Billy went with Schroeder for the final possession instead of Dort? With the lead, I thought he'd opt for the better defense. It was an interesting choice, especially because, like I mentioned earlier, I really felt like Schroeder was struggling in the second half. Uh, Not a great second half from Dennis, but I think Billy probably wanted, uh, one, the experience, and two, the offense slash free throw shooting. Um, I think that Schroeder is a little more reliable. Dort is still kind of new, putting him in a, a clutch time, crunch time situation. Who knows what could happen? I also think, I've talked about this before, but Schroeder, while he's not the best defender in the world, he plays his butt off when it counts. Uh, he gives high effort in the important late moments of the game, and I think Billy's probably aware of that too. So I think he was probably banking on that a little bit. So as I mentioned tonight, as you all are probably aware, last game before the All-Star break, Oklahoma City does not play again until next Friday. But the good news is there is lots of Thunder involvement to keep us interested and excited throughout the All-Star break. First up, our boy Shea, SGA, is going to be putting on for the world team in the Rising Stars Challenge. He'll be joining his Canadian brethren, playing against some of the game's best, like Zion, who we saw tonight, uh, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. They're all going to be involved in the game. Uh, should be a fun showcase. Oftentimes, I feel like the Rising Stars game is more fun than the All-Star game. Uh, and 
I'm a big jersey nerd, so I'm going to be watching Che in his purple script jersey because it's beautiful. And I'm honestly a bit upset that Nike has not dropped that. I actually have it on uh, good <laughs> good info that SGA World jerseys exist on Nike servers. Uh, for whatever reason, they have decided not to sell them, and I'm going to stay mad about it. The next night, you have All-Star Saturday Night. Uh, one of the most fun parts of All-Star Weekend, for sure. Uh, leading off, you have the skills competition, where we will get another helping of Shea. I actually saw some odds today from our friends at betonline.ag. SGA is the second best odds to win the skills challenge at 4-1. to one. The best odds go to Spencer Dinwiddie at 3-1. to one. Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, both 5-1. to one. Middleton, Beverly, 6-1. to one. Sabonis, 8-1. to one. And Bam Adebayo, 12 to 1. So that should be a good competition. You also have the three point competition, which we just saw Devin Booker got added to. So that should be a blast. Uh, Joe Harris, walking bucket. Uh, he's going to be fun to watch in that. And then the main event, the dunk contest, though I'm a little miffed that Hummy didn't get an invite. I don't know how you don't invite the returning champ or the defending dunk champ after what he did last year. It feels like he earned an invite back. Maybe he did get invited and turned it down, but I believe I heard him say uh, to the media that he'd be interested if he got invited. So I'm a little mad at that, but it should be fun. Um, dunk contests can be hit or miss. I think the two best ones I've seen in my lifetime, the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, that was just incredible. Probably, probably one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. And then the Vince Carter uh, beat down, I remember just going to school and pretending that on the playground with like the eight foot goal doing the honey dip and just iconic. Uh, so hopefully we get something that falls in that range again, being in Chicago and United center, the house that Jordan built, I'm sure we'll get some, some fun tributes to his airness uh, should be a good time. And then last, but certainly not least the main event Sunday night, the all-star game team LeBron versus team Giannis. CP3 is on Team LeBron. Russell Westbrook, also on Team LeBron. Kind of feels like an easy choice for Thunder fans to know which team they'll be rooting for. Whatever you think about the All-Star game, uh, I think it's fun. It's not the most like competitive, intense game, but it's not meant to be. It's a showcase. There's going to be some crazy plays. There's going to be some super fun moments. There's also going to be some added interest this year. The new scoring system, which requires like a low level math degree to really understand um, teams are going to be kind of broken down by quarter. You're going to see who wins each quarter. The winning team gets to donate money to Chicago charities, which I think is a nice twist. But then the part that I actually do like about the new rules is the Elam ending. If you watched any of the basketball tournament in recent years, you're familiar with the Elam ending. I first heard about it on the NPR sports podcast this guy basically came up with a, a new way to end games where at a certain point you add points to the, the team's highest score and create a new target score. And NBA announced that would be, they're going to add 24 points in honor of Kobe. So whatever the scores are after three quarters, the highest score gets 24 points added to it. And that's the now target score. So if it's 80 to 70, the new target score is 104. First team to 104 wins. No clock. Doesn't matter. What's great about it, and I encourage you to go look up some videos on the, the basketball tournaments YouTube, is this means every game ends on a made bucket. 
No more do you get like what you saw tonight, the fouling back and forth, the really long drawn out, you know, the last minute of the game takes 20 minutes. Not that you're going to see that in the All-Star game, but it kind of eliminates that part of the game because you don't have to foul to stop the clock anymore because there is no clock. It's just first one to that score wins. Makes it a little more exciting. I think it 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 kind of opens up the competition a little bit. It'll be interesting to watch, kind of a different twist for the All-Star game, but it should be fun. So because this is the last game, this is the last post-game podcast for a little while, we'll be back with a group podcast on Sunday after the All-Star game. So we'll be talking about the All-Star weekend festivities, kind of gearing up for the last stretch of the Thunder season. We'll be back with you next Friday night after the Nuggets game to break that one down, as we always are after every game. So be sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that those post-game podcasts are group podcasts. They always show up in your feed. Go ahead and set them to download so you don't have to use your uh, data. Keep your cell phone bill down. Do the smart thing. Get it downloaded right to your phone. That way, you are ready to go wherever. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for following along with tonight's game. I am Justin. I am on Twitter at OKC Tracker. Go give me a follow. Check us out wherever you are social media-ing at the underscore uncontested. And as always, Thunder Up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.